Awesome. Okay. All right. What's up, man? Oh, not a lot. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. Good, good. So, uh, are you the owner of I am. the business? Yeah, Infinity Inspection Pros. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Tell, talk about that a little bit. Like. Um, well, I've been inspecting for about 10 years. Um, I, last year, I went out on my own. Um, I worked for another company. And it's, it's been going great. I really enjoy it. I'm able to help a lot of people with the, one of the biggest purchases they'll ever make. So, Awesome. Yeah. So 10 years you've been a in, in home inspector. Yeah. And yeah. What, is, uh, what is like, how would you define the job of a home inspector? Like, obviously we know you inspect homes when people yeah. buy them, but what is that, like, its root? What is the purpose of what you do? Um, well, um, to say the purpose... Um, I would say to make people aware of issues they didn't know existed. Um, one of the best things I've heard to kind of explain um, what it is and how it works is we're kind of like a general practitioner. Like if you go to your doctor and you're like, oh my, something's going on with my foot. He looks at it and if he could diagnose it there, he's like, okay, yeah, this is what you have going on. If not, you go to a foot specialist. Same thing. If I'm going through and I'm looking at the AC system and I'm, you know, it's checking all of our boxes, but I find a couple of things that aren't, I go, Hey, you need to call someone like attic man and take a further look at it because it's beyond our scope. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, and like how often are, do you usually recommend people? Like if you have a house you go to, do you have like a window guy, an HVAC guy, a plumbing guy that comes in and, um, I do have, um, a list. A lot of times the, um selling agent or the buying agent will have their list of contractors as well so if they ask me i've got my list but sometimes they're like oh we have it you know these are the people that we like to work with yeah yeah so have you noticed a slowdown in the this year like with buying houses selling houses in the last month i would say um we were talking earlier and i've pretty much been booked uh two a day almost six days a week which is at the at the top of my scale and sometimes up to three weeks out. Um, in the last month, I've been down to about five a week. Five a week. So there's been a big change with the interest rate, with availability. A lot of things have been going on. So um, everyone's experiencing a little slowdown. A lot of the agents I'm talking to, um, I see a lot of other trades like pest inspectors. They're all telling me the same thing. And they talk to a, a wide variety of home inspectors as well. Across the board, we're all kind of experiencing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet. So 10 years, we're going into 2023. So 2012, 2013, I bet that was... that's when you got into it, when it was really starting to pick yeah, up, right? It was, it was nonstop. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you get into home inspecting? So I have a background in construction. So um, I was a union carpenter. I you look out. like a construction guy. <laughs> when you walked up to me earlier today, yeah. I thought, I yeah. was like, oh, this is a contractor. <laughs> you know, like you got the contractor look going on. Yeah, that was my life. So yeah, I've a uh, union carpenter, worked on schools, built a lot of schools, town center, Alvarado Hills. Um, did a lot of work downtown in uh, CalPERS building and in, in the Capitol. I did worked a lot in the Capitol, which oh, nice. was great opportunity. It was a lot of fun. But uh, when the work slowed down, um, I ended up doing bath and kitchen remodels on the side. And I had a lot of friends in the Bay Area. I started remodeling kitchens and baths down there. Uh, the friend that I went there worked for Google, and he brought pictures to work. And next thing you know, I'm doing the next guys and the next guys. And my wife is upset because I'm living in the Bay, but my house is here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, her, she's a real estate agent, and I ended up jumping on with her home inspector, and that's how I got involved. Very cool. So, Very cool. You must yeah. like it. Doing it I love years. it. Yeah. 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 What well, it's uh, you might get this question a lot, but yeah. like, what's like a common thing you found, or not so common, I should say, like a really like crazy thing you found in a house anything so the most i want to say the craziest thing is um, kind of gross um, i'm walking around the outside of the house and i i smell this smell that i think is a dead animal when i get under the house an addition has been built and there was a basement down there the sewer line was broken it filled a basement four feet high with sewage water yeah so probably four feet by 20 feet and uh they had to have an environmental team come in, clear it. I had to go back in afterwards, but that was one of the most kind of, you know, interesting things. I don't know if I'll ever see that again. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, um, what are your plans with your business? Uh, you said uh, earlier when I met you that it's just you right now, right? Yeah. Do you got, you have any kind of plans you want to expand? You want to hire people? What are you thinking? I was getting to that point when I was, you know, booked three weeks out, but with the slowdown, I don't, 
I wouldn't feel comfortable bringing someone on right now just because I couldn't keep them busy. Right. Um, I do work with our, our home inspector uh, organization, InterNACHI, where we work with new agents. So I'm going to be taking some of them on ride-alongs, like some of them live in Lodi in different areas, just so they could see what we do and, and how we do it. So um, if I get someone out of that or just helping them and they'll go back to Lodi and have their own business, it's just, um, that's kind of one of the one of the things I'm doing. Right. You saw Lodi, but you live in Sacramento. Yeah, but we, service. They, they come from everywhere. Uh, so like our NACHI meetings, we've got um, one at Mimi's in Elk Grove and then the other one's in Newcastle. So people from those surrounding areas come down to those meetings. Hmm. So there's people there from everywhere. So that's interesting. So the it's an organization yeah. of home inspectors. Yeah. Is it like an accredited thing? Like you have to be a part of it to... You don't have to join it. Um, ours has an accredited school, so we're actually an edu educational facility. Hmm. So I get college credits for doing continuing education. Um, in the first year, a home inspector has to go through a long list of classes. So once they go through that, you go through continuing education, and it gets you a good knowledge of what you're doing and what you're looking for if you didn't have the luxury of coming from construction. <laughs> yeah. So, but so yeah, it's, it's like a trade school almost. Yeah, like kinda. You're going through and you're learning yeah. all that stuff. And you said earlier there was two. Yeah, ours is called NACHI. The other one's called um, ASHI. Um, I don't know much about the other organization because I've never been a part of it. Mm. Um, I know other home inspectors are, and they, they enjoy that. I know they don't have the accredited school. I'm not sure about their continuing education. But so it's like a comp competition? Like kind of. It's like they're, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know what they're really competing against, except for like maybe dues. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I enjoy ours just because there's a lot of continuing education um, and it's up to current standards because now they're, they're, a, they're basically a school, right? So every year there's new videos. So when something comes out, they're like, oh, there's been this change in the industry. Well, we want you to be aware of it. Like, right. um, as an example, like when this is going years back, but there was a certain kind of PEX plumbing, a plastic plumbing called Kitec. Yeah, that we, leaked and well, yeah, it had ruined a houses. a bunch yeah. of issues. So there was something that came out as soon as they found out about that, letting everybody know. That, hey, this is something you got to start with. So that's kind of cool. So they kind of like keep track of things that are happening in houses and building codes and things like that. Yeah. And then they kind of relay the information to you guys. Exactly. So oh, we don't, cool. we're not necessarily taking all our time researching if someone's doing it for us. Right. And then just to, just to kind of reiterate, like about codes, um, no home inspector is a code violator. Um, we have to be familiar with it, but we're generally health and safety and operating as intended. So I, as, I am familiar with a lot of them. Um, not everybody has to be. Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people, I mean, me being an HVAC, like I've been to a lot of clients' houses yeah. where I go in and I mean, it happened today, actually, I was in a client's house and he said, you know, um, I want you to look at my attic insulation. Yeah. I said, okay, what prompted you to get a quote? You know, because I always want to ask them and kind of figure out like, hey, what made you think about doing this? Like, yeah. was it a friend that told you to do this? Was it a, you know, another a competitor of mine, another contractor or something sure. like that, right? So he said, uh, yeah, he goes, you know, um, I had a guy over that was working on our heating and air system and he kind of poked his head in the attic and he said it was low. And then he made a comment, he said, but it wasn't listed. He could tell he was annoyed because he kind of like shook his head. He's like, it wasn't listed when I bought the house from my home inspector. Oh, geez, yeah. He's like, so, you know, da, 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 da. and I'm like, oh, no, that sucks, you know. Yeah. Um, is that something you guys look for? Like, Definitely. Will you um, list that? Because in yeah. California, minimum is R38 for yeah. new construction, 13 yeah. inches, 12, 13 inches of insulation. So is that something you guys look for when you're inspecting houses? Will you bring that up to the client? Definitely, and there's a special spot in my report for it. But this is how I address it. Um, I live in Midtown, right? We have an, I have knob and tube wiring in my home, which is obviously going away. I live in a really old house. I have under six inches. I can't put more on top of that knob and tube until I replace it. Right. So when I, the way I, I address it is when I, when I tell people how much insulation they have, I pull a tape and I say, you have 10 inches. Um, when I'm doing my walkthrough, I tell them um, the amount that they have. I tell them that 10, inch, t 10 inches or higher is what they're looking for for Title 24 energy efficiency. So they're aware of that. I tell them to be up to current standards, they need between 16 and 18. The time they're required to do that is when, if you were to do any work up here, because then when something's touched in that area, you have to bring it up to current standards. If you were to get your roof replaced where they were ripped the sheathing off and everything, at that point in time, you're required to bring it up. So there's not a requirement to bring it up until that point, but I let them know what they have and what the current standards are. Yeah, yeah, so. and knob and tube wiring. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about that, because yeah. 
I'm an HVAC guy, I'm not an electrician, but we do insulation and we're trained as insulation specialists that we can't blow on top of knob and tube. But yeah. a lot of the time when I see knob and tube, it's already buried in insulation. It might just be an inch or two. So what's the deal with that? Like why can't, is it really that much of a fire hazard? Is it that big of a deal? That's what they say. So I have knob and tube. Um, it's mildly covered. Like I said, I only have about six inches up there and it's the original insulation. Um, they say that it can get hotter. So I, I comment on so that. So the insulation that will trap the heat. Can trap the heat because of the type of wiring that it is. Gotcha. And it can be a fire hazard. What it's moving to is the main concern is these houses have, been, have insulation covered for 15 years now and nothing's happened. So there's instances where it has, but in, insurance, excuse me, insurance companies are starting not to cover certain homes that have an oven tube. Hmm. You have to find a insurance company that's going to cover you. So that's where it's creating an issue with some buyers is that they can't get an insurance. Hmm. So, but it does, it, it, if it's in the, we're the worst case scenario guys. If it's in the realm of possibility, I have to let you know. And right, I, I definitely let them know that. Yeah. But I also let them know that I've, I've had it for 18 years and this and is, this is what issues. we live with. Yeah. yeah, I mean, here in Sacramento, we have houses that were built in the 20s, all the way back to the 20s, a lot of them in the 40s down in the Midtown area. Yeah. And you see it all the time. I mean, you know, and they have insulation on them. Maybe not a foot of insulation, but they have insulation on them. There's and some covering it. Yeah. I mean, how often does that happen? When's the last time you heard about a house burning down? Does your group inform you on that kind of stuff? They haven't. Yeah, I haven't really heard of it happening from that. Um, yeah. And I talked to, from growing up in the trades, um, I have friends that are uh, union electricians, things like that. And I ask them about it and they say, well, it changes from time to time. Hmm. There's a time when we were allowed to cover it. There's a time where we're not allowed to cover it. <laughs> um, I see it going into junction boxes. I'll call him because he's a professional in that field. And I'll say, yeah, there was in that time period of that, because I'll give him the year of the house, they were allowed to splice knob and tube into mm -hmm. a junction box and then add NMB or Romex is a brand. We just generically say Romex, but um, they were allowed to splice it at a certain time. Yeah. So um, I'm not required to know all that stuff, but I want to let my clients know. So I have my my phone with the professionals in those fields go, this is something I don't know a whole lot about. Can you give me some information about this so I, I can have them make an educated decision? You know, it's interesting you bring up Romex because yeah. that is a marketing thing, yeah. right? You just said it yourself. Like, well, Romex, like I know what Romex is. I'm not an electrician, but yeah. I've always said Romex. It's what we call it, M&MB. Yeah. And I've always thought Romex was, yeah. you know, wire and like yellow insulation, orange insulation, depending yeah. on the gauge, right? Yeah. But it's not, it's the brand, Yeah. right? Yeah. It's kind of like... Uh, but we all use it. Yeah. yeah, like what's another example of that? Like, uh, oh, I know. I have a yeah. friend that has kids and he was saying, uh, oh, Pampers. Oh, that's yeah, it's diapers. a brand, but everyone says that. <laughs> it's a pamp, yeah. Right, so, yeah. but everybody says yeah. that. See, and that's yeah. really cool, you yeah. know? And imagine if you could do that for your business. Oh. Like if you were able to get that much kind of Kind of branding, yeah. I mean, you could even argue, it's say, like Nikes yeah. for basketball shoes. Sure. You yeah. know, or Jordans. You know? Picks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Jordans, yeah, everyone says right. that. But they're basketball shoes. We yeah. call them Nikes or Jordans. So that would be really cool. With Attic Man, like, yeah. I don't know if that would be able to tie into that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting It'd be to see hard, how that right? would work. Yeah. What's a good word for an HVAC system yeah. that is so catchy that people just call it instead of an air conditioner? We always just say HVAC. HVAC. Yeah. Maybe A-T-T-I-C-A-C. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of sneak it in there. Yeah, I got to sneak it in there somehow. Yeah. No, no, that's yeah. great, man. That's great. So... Um, how is it on the business side? I mean, obviously, yeah. you know how to inspect homes. I mean, yeah. it's just you. You don't have any employees right now or anything like that, yeah. but you still have to run a business. You know, how are you getting clients? Is it all referrals? Do you have any kind of marketing going on? Um, so basically, when I, when I left, I had built a following and everyone followed me. And I thought I was going to have a break, but I was just right into two a day, you know, six days a week. Um, now that it's slowed down, I, I'm starting a campaign. I just had some flyers printed for... Um, 11th month warranty inspections. So when someone buys a new home, their builder has a warranty on that home. Well, things always get left out. So not just the blue tape stuff, but I've gone in and I find whole sections of the house that haven't been insulated because they left on Friday. It's been checked off. On Monday, they come in and go to the next house. Yeah. So we find things. So it's, you know, I feel it's a service that is good to provide because, you know, they may spend 450 to 500 for me to come in, but the services that they have to have repaired may be a couple thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. you know, so right. that's what I'm kind of doing right now. I'm, um, because my wife is an agent, she has access to the MLS. I'm looking, right now we're looking up the neighborhoods where they, they're coming up on their year. And I'm going to go flyer them, knock on doors, do that kind of stuff. 
but I really haven't had the opportunity or time to do any marketing until now that it's slowed down. So yeah. now is when I'm kind of starting to, you know, do my feelers and yeah. and it's been referral agents that I work with or when someone asks them, they go, oh, I use him and he's great with the clients or, you know, he's not an alarmist. He's not scaring people. He's not emotionally involved in the home. He's just letting them know what he finds and what the facts are. So yeah. it's like that word of mouth thing is, has been big for me. I've gotten a lot of new agents just from that. Right, right. Yeah. Now, with the way that everything is going yeah. and interest rates gone up, you know, yeah. obviously people are going to buy less and less homes unless sure. you have cash buyers. But, yeah. you know, that's going to mean less and less work for you if people are buying less homes. But yeah. have you thought about being able to use your skills as a home inspector, everything to look for to do other avenues besides just being hired to inspect homes, but to make money to do inspections elsewhere? Um, there are other things I've looked into. I'm not sure how it all works. Like I said, I'm just starting this process. I know other states do something called a four-point inspection I'm starting to look into for insurance companies. Um, I'm kind of branching out that way. Mm. Um, other things I'm looking to do is maybe start some other companies, um, like a window cleaning company, a locksmith company. So when someone's selling um, a home and I do a listing inspection for them, um, I could provide these services where when they're putting on the market, someone could come in and clean their windows. Um, all the locks can get changed out after they mm. move out. You know, things of that nature where they tie in and they make the life easier for the listing agent. Because instead of having to track all these people down, like I can provide those services. It's the same thing where I keep um, people like Attic Man and, and, and I keep pest inspectors and sewer scope inspectors all on my phone because the, the firm I left had a pest control company so they can offer those things together. I'm just myself, so I make sure I can get all those other trades out there. In the three hours that I'm there, some of these trades take an hour to go through, stuff like that, because they're looking at different things. If I can get someone there at the same time I'm there, it makes it, me more valuable to the agent and less stuff they have to do. Right. So those are the kind of things I'm doing to try to set myself apart. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. good, that's yeah. good, yeah. That's what I would be thinking if I was in your position, like, hmm, yeah, it's, you know, things people are, are buying less and less houses, yeah. you know? I mean, we just went through, arguably, one of the, highest enlightenment periods ever yeah you know i mean from the crash in 2008 to pretty much beginning of 2022 yeah. has been just you know you look at the stock market and it's just money 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 sure. people buying houses houses that are all-time high like i don't think everybody realizes yeah. how good it's been oh yeah and, i mean and i'm one of those people you know before yeah. 2020 i had four employees and I was, yeah. you know, just running around in one van. Sure. And then during that period, we were able to grow very quickly in a short amount of time. But that was just because there's so many people with money willing to spend money, yeah. money changing hands. But we're definitely seeing a change in that. Like that's yeah. something to acknowledge and pay attention to because people are becoming more holding on to their money yeah. with houses, yeah. with vehicles, with everything. HVAC systems. I mean, everything. So you got to kind of at this point, start to you know think to yourself in transition because if you're whether you're in business or maybe you don't even own a business you, you could just be working at a at, at a place the people who survive are the ones that are able to adjust adapt right? and adapt on, and yeah. adjust you get comfortable with what you're doing oh, you get yeah. comfortable with what you're doing and you think oh it's always going to be this way anything in life <laughs> right and everybody loves to bring up the blockbuster example yeah oh yeah you look at blockbuster like they were dominating for years and then the internet came out and what did they do? They just kept selling DVDs. And then Netflix came along. Didn't change, and, yeah. And then they went, and Netflix shot up. I think you're going to see a lot of that coming up here. Sure. I mean, this is just the beginning of yeah. it. And keep in mind, I mean, when you talk about recession and money going down, you know, they don't last forever. No. It's, yeah. it's actually natural for things. Oh, it's doing really good. Okay, we have one of these. Right. It's, it's doing this. So. That's another thing everybody's so freaked out is like, oh my God, like interest rates so high, all this stuff, like yeah. the world's going to, to crap. No, I mean, it's scary. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, it yeah. sucks because, oh my God, it's been so great for the past 10, sure. 12 years, but um, it's not going to last forever. And yeah. during this time though, you know, there's two ways to look at it because you can be the person that stays comfortable, that says, hey, this is what I've been doing. This is what I know. And I'm going to just keep doing this no matter what. Or yeah. you can be the person that acknowledges, hey, there's things happening and going on right now, pay attention and look at the things that are happening, mm -hmm. use that information to adjust, not on the defense, oh, yeah. right? You don't wanna make adjustments and think, yeah. oh, what if this happens? Well, if this happens, yeah. I'm gonna do this. If this happens, you don't wanna have all these contingency plans, yeah. but on the offense, say, yeah. hey, I recognize this is happening. 
So I'm going to do this to take advantage of that. Yeah. And if you can do that, if, if you can recognize that things are changing, take advantage of opportunities as you see them coming in, then you know everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. I think definitely being in, in home inspections, I'm not trying to scare you. No, no, that. like, good, yeah. But being in home inspections, my yeah. bread and butter is yeah. people buying houses yeah. and wanting me to inspect those houses. And I see that less and less and less people are buying houses. Your wife's a real estate agent, right? Sure. So she sees it, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. already, because last year she was probably selling them like crazy. They're flying off the shelf. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, they're not flying off the shelf so much. And you're going to mm-hmm. see that slowdown keep happening. But, you know, use those skills that you have to adjust. If you know yourself, like, okay, I know what to look for in a house. I know different safety features, things like that. You know, you mm-hmm. could offer, you know, just an idea that comes to mind. You could market directly to homeowners that own a house now. Oh, for sure. Do yeah. a flyer campaign, yeah. write a mailer campaign, Facebook advertising, whatever it is. That's definitely been on the plan. Get for the sure. word yeah. out and say, hey, yeah, yeah you mm-hmm. own the house now, yeah. but you could hire us for, you know, what do you charge for an inspection? It depends on the size of the house, but an average size home is between 450 and 500. You know, 450, 500 bucks. Yeah. Perfect. So, you know, you might be able to target, say, you know, single moms or maybe like, an elderly person that doesn't know so much about that. Maybe they don't climb in their attic all the time sure. and look around, right? Yeah. And they're and maybe they don't even realize, like, man, I should do some things in this house. I go in people's houses all the time where there's so many things that need updating. Yeah. I'm not a window guy, but I'll see moisture in the windows. I'm there for their HVAC system. I'll bring yeah. it up and say, hey, you know, you got moisture in your windows. You might want to have that looked at. And they're like, is that a problem? Because I've oh, noticed sure. that before. Yeah, I, talk, I explain it all the time. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that definitely is an issue. You should have that looked at. Yeah but they might not even know, right? So oh, imagine yeah. if you can go from, obviously still getting your appointments for people buying houses, yeah. but if you get people that own houses already and want you to come do an inspection, and then you can make recommendations, and furthermore, to put more money in your pocket, you yeah. could have a list of contractors that yeah. you recommend, HVAC plumbing, windows, roofing, et cetera, yeah. and say, hey, this is what I recommend. Yeah. I recommend you look at this, I recommend you look at this, I recommend you look at this, just like a home inspection. Same thing, yeah. And say, hey, and you could call this guy, this guy, this guy, work out deals on the back end sure. that says, hey, if I bring you guys this work, yeah. you know, you give me 5%, 10%, whatever like it that, is, yeah. you can make a lot of money that way. Yeah. In this time period, this slowdown, when yeah. transaction of purchasing and selling houses is starting to slow down, you could supplement your business and make a lot of money that way. And then when it picks back up, go full back to home inspections because you have yeah. those skills. Yeah, definitely. You know? I definitely want to do stuff like that because people just don't know what maintenance they need to do on their home. But something that just happened last week is one of my contractors um, was doing a remodel. Well, a friend of the person was doing their remodel at the same time. Well, my friend's finishing up, buttoning him up. All his permits are done. There's a stone in the works, and they're having a ton of problems. They hired me just to come in and do a home inspection to look at what their contractor was doing. Yeah. And I found all kind of issues. So it's just, there's... You know what? There's, that's a good one, too. There's all kinds of reasons. No, yeah. that's a great yeah. one. You can... Uh, Oh man, that's a good one. You could get people that mm-hmm. hired, yeah, like you just said, hired a contractor. Mm-hmm. We're kind of getting shady vibes, like, hmm, was this guy doing this work? Yeah. You know, like, okay, if you're not so sure, what do most people do? Most people are going to call another contractor. Yeah. And what is the other contractor going to say every time? That it's horrible, you need me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's horrible, it needs to be redone, hire yeah. me. That's what they're going to say, yeah. right? Give an example. I work in HVAC. There's times where I go out or one of my guys goes out and gives an inspection. Maybe it's somebody buying a house. Maybe it's just somebody says, hey, I want a tune-up. Sure. And we find a couple items. Sometimes you get that homeowner that says, okay, that's great. We make some recommendations. And then they say, I'm going to get a second opinion, Mm -hmm. which we're always welcome to. We're honest. We're like, go ahead, get a second opinion. The second guy is going to come out and they either do one of two things. They either say... Oh, yeah, no, uh, everything's completely fine. You don't need any of this stuff. Like, don't hire them. Like, here, join our maintenance plan. I'll take care of you from here on out. Yeah. Which, of course, is what the homeowner wants to hear. Sure. Right? Delivering bad news to someone like, hey, yeah, your HVAC system's 18 years old and it's operational. However, I would recommend you do this, this, and this, and it's going to be, you know, 1600 bucks. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that. It's like going to the doctor for a checkup. Yeah. You want them to tell you, you're in perfect health. Yeah. Of what do, course. What do you mean but if I need the doctor, to lose 10 pounds? If the yeah. doctor didn't do his due diligence and yeah. actually bring up areas of concerns like, hey, your blood pressure is a little high. You know, I recommend this, this, and this. Yeah. Sure, the patient could look at it one of two ways. Okay, he's actually trying to help me or he's just trying to get me to, you know, buy a prescription I don't need, which is unfortunate. But it's always up to that second opinion that sure. paints that picture, right? And, and we have the same things on the flip side where yeah. somebody calls us and says, hey, yeah. I had a company come out and they told me I need this, this, and this. Can you come and verify? 
and we go out there and if the if it's actually needed we'll reaffirm and we'll say yep that is needed and here's our price to do that work and sure. here's their price to do that work but that second opinion that always comes in they're in a prime position because yeah. they're always going to tell you like yeah. yeah that guy's full of crap not always but most it's of the in time the realm of possibility. because yeah. it's human nature that most of these guys out there are just yeah. trying to make as much money as possible yeah. and not actually care if they're hurting their competition or hurting the industry sure. or whatever it is right yeah. but that leaves an opportunity for you because yeah. you could come in now you're a third party yeah. you have no interest not to the to installing contractor not, yeah. you have no interest yeah. to the secondary contractor yeah. you're not a contractor at all you're an inspector yeah. you're like hey i'm just here to inspect and give my opinion on the situation, you can make a lot of money that way because there's a yeah. lot of homeowners that get work done yeah. and, you know, bless their soul, a lot of homeowners want cheap, 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 and then they end up paying for it on the back end, yeah, right? Sure. But yeah. they could hire, you know, a cheap guy off Craigslist, whatever, and yeah. then not so happy with the work, hire someone like you to come in, you give yeah. your honest assessment. Yeah. And then they could actually use that, sure. whether it's in the court of law or maybe yeah. just to call a contractor and say, hey, I had a inspector uh, license you got to be licensed to do home inspections i assume it's not like pass through the state but um we go through our organization so like i go through natchi so they have it so they want to keep it so strict with the continuing education that we don't get federally regulated like, mm. like pest inspectors do mm -hmm. so, interesting yeah. but regardless you have some sort of license oh, yeah. where you can come in and say hey, i'm a licensed home inspector yeah. this is my professional recommendations sure. yeah so that's a really good service that you could offer too to, yeah, it's a, to a lot make of some extra ideas, money on yeah. the back end when well, houses are kind of like big question mark. You know, you were just talking about how um, the clouded windows and blown seals and, and things like that. I do mold inspections also, or, or mold testing. I shouldn't say I'm inspecting for mold, I'm testing for mold. Yeah, mold's a touchy subject. It very, very much like so asbestos. is. Like asbestos. It's like, definitely. Mm, <laughs> I don't want to say it's asbestos, <laughs> but, you know. So, I was doing an uh, a mold test for somebody, and I walked through, and I wasn't the home inspector or anything like that. And I looked through, I go, oh, you have blown seals on all your windows. Oh, well, what does that mean? So I explained it to them. They go, oh, we just thought we just couldn't clean it. Like no one had ever told them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, they had Milgard windows. So depending on when you bought the house, Milgard has a great program where they have some replacement value on blown seals and stuff like that. So I said, well, if, if you bought the house at this time, it's not always transferable to the new owner. But if, that, if you are the primary owner, you might be able to get these replaced. They had no idea. They went in and started contacting, found out that they were able to get them replaced from the manufacturer. Hmm. You know, just yeah. from, just from going, hey, just did, because, do you know why? You, do you know what these are? Just because you know your stuff, and they yeah. hired you. Yeah, so. that's great. There's another one. I mean, another light bulb just went off. Like yeah. uh, warranties. Yeah. How much stuff is under warranty that homeowners don't realize, or yeah. better yet, how many homeowners have a yeah. home warranty? Yeah. How, what do you feel about home warranties? Speaking of home warranties, a lot of, I mean, home warranty companies don't want to pay you, right? They don't want to pay out for the stuff. So, <laughs> it's insurance. Um, it's insurance, yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of. I love, like, I love when I get homeowners that say, oh, yeah. my 25 year old AC just broke. Yeah. I have home warranty. I'm like, lady, yeah. how much do you pay? $150 a year? You yeah. think they're going to pay for your $15,000 HVAC system? Yeah. Like, come on. It only covers like, a certain amount. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So um, there are some that are, that are good if you keep up on them, but the majority of the ideas, is they don't want to pay out, right? You know, so. Um, so we have a 90-day limited warranty that we put out with our inspections. Um, I recently had something happen where um, a lady had bought in a condo. I went in and inspected. I take a lot of pictures, a lot of videos in my reports um, for a lot of reasons. It protects me, and it also protects the buyer that I'm working for. Mm -hmm. um, what had happened was um, she moved in. About five days after she moves in, all of a sudden she puts her shower to the hot water. There's only one shower in the house. It goes to a drizzle and comes out at like 60. So when I did my pictures and my video, I video the knob, how I turn it. I have a thermometer I put on the water. It's coming out at 95, 100 and full blast. So her home warranty company did not 95, cover it. 95, 100? Yeah. The, so we have to check temperature. So the temperature 100 coming out of the shower really, really hot it's not um 120 is considered scalding oh. anything 120 or more we have to recommend that they have it turned down i was thinking like 100 is like oh my yeah. god like no, she's getting it's, injured 100 uh, like great skin. yeah 100 no, is good okay. yeah well hot tub is what like 104 yeah. so that makes sense yeah. Yeah. yeah so anything above 120 is considered scalding but so she moves in a couple days after she moves in water pressure stops comes out cold hmm. Her home warranty company didn't cover it because it was a flow issue. They don't cover flow issues in the fine print. So there's always those they little always things. They always find the little loopholes to get out of it. So our little 90-day warranty we throw in um, covered about 80% of it for the lady. 
um, because I have the video of it and pictures of it working. What was the problem? Um, it just, it was old. It was a the water heater. Yeah, no, no the, um, the, 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 the rest of the house got water. So it was the, the okay. it was just a shower. It wasn't a tub. The shower so, head. Yeah. So the diverter wasn't sending water up properly. Oh, the diverter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they had to, and it, some of them you can open it up and there's like a setting. It's a little mm -hmm. white piece of plastic. Right. It was beyond that. Yeah. So they actually had to open up the wall and do a repair. But it's something where the little warranty we throw in was able to do something for the lady where her great two-year warranty couldn't, right, you know, right. so that's great. You know, every little helps. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The neat thing awesome. is we do, a, um, we're talking about warranties, but also recalls. <clears throat> um, we've thrown or uh, put in a recall check. So I have a separate, separate piece of software. I take a picture of all the model numbers and they check for recalls mm. for the people. So that comes back. Um, I did a test on my house about 10 years ago. I still get the reports. So if they buy something five years in, whatever, they can add the model number themselves. They're going to continue to check for recalls on their new products. Mm. So, and we get it back once in a while. There'll be recalls noted, so. Oh, that's great. That's cool. That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, ESAC Chamber of Commerce. How did you get into there? How did you hear about us? Yeah. You stopped me today in the parking lot of a Chipotle. Yeah. You know, how, do you, how yeah. did you know who I was and, and all of those things? How did we connect? So I met Georgia at the opening for Gym Boys. The opening for Gym Boys, okay. A while back. So um, that's how I met Attic Man. Cool. <laughs> and we've been talking back and forth. My wife's been talking with her on occasion. Um, we found out we had a similar client that was uh, Glynis Woods Alberts. She's oh. kind of retired now. Oh, love that lady. Yeah. She's great. So yeah, I've worked yeah. with her for years. So yeah. we, we found that information out. And then uh, that was actually my first chamber meeting. And um, Jason Gray had been trying to get me to join for, for forever. Do you know Jason from he, previous? Yeah. Um, in my... When I was a union carpenter, I worked as a bouncer in bars in downtown. Ah, so and that's why you got the little muscle going on. <laughs> okay, all yeah. right. <laughs> so that was that was, and I, I I still continue to do that when I started inspecting until I built my own clientele. So okay. I was doing every Friday and Saturday. I was bouncing at the bars, you know. Yeah. So that's how I met Jason. What what bars? Um, mainly Hilltop on Forty Eighth and Folsom. Oh, Hilltop. So yeah. yeah, that's funny. My father-in-law got eighty-six from Hilltop permanently. <laughs> If this was, how long ago was that, 12, 15 years ago for you? Somewhere in there, if yeah. If that was 12, 15 years ago, you would have been the one carrying them out of the bar. It's possible. <laughs> I, you know, there was the, we had a very eager bartender that liked to train in martial arts. Ah. And uh, he, he carried a He's lot ready of, to go, he but. carried a lot of people out before I got to him. Yeah. You yeah, know, he yeah. was very eager. But, oh, that's awesome. You know, so. Cool. So you met good. Georgia before you met me. And, yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I. I had contacted her about doing this thing for the Natchi organization, and I was also discussing that um, homeowners don't know a lot about coolant. About? Uh, the coolant in, in refri oh, cool. refrigerant. Like refrigerant. Gotcha. So I, w I was thinking about coming up with a little video on how to explain that, you know, what it means to a homeowner. And I was like, why do I have to reinvent the wheel? Let me go look at videos online. So I started going online, and then I talked to Georgia about wanting to do that and talking to you. And she said, we do social media all the time. Man. I think you'd be stoked to, you know, do that kind of stuff. Man. So that's when this whole thing kind of happened. And then I would been um, texting with her about the Natchi thing. Um, and we kind of got that worked out. And then today, after my inspection, uh, my wife and I were running down to drop something off at the FedEx, and you were in the parking lot. Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's Mario. I got to go talk to him. Ah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's just how it all went down. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What kind of questions uh, for yeah. the video and stuff? So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm trying to do, like, this podcast thing. Okay. Where like we're doing right now, like start getting this going, we interview, or I sure. think it's great. You get to meet different people and yeah. you can use it to promote and stuff. Um, have you seen any of my videos like on Instagram, things like that? As soon as she told me about that, I started watching some of them. Oh, okay, so, so you, on like, I, today? I've seen a couple. Or? No, in, the, in about the last probably two weeks. So you've seen a couple. You know, when they pop up, I try to watch them because yeah. now, now that I've, I've clicked that I watch them, they'll tell me when they come up. Cool. So cool. I do not watch every single thing, but yeah. like even you. my hobbies, I can't watch all of them. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I have watched out, you know, the different cool. explanations and stuff like well, that. Well, what kind so. of questions, because this helps with content for me on that side. Sure. Like, uh, what kind of questions do you have for me um, in terms of, I don't mm. know, wondering about the business or yeah. my outlook on things? I mean, mm. anything like that that you can get me talking about. Um, well, on that same subject of refrigerant, how important is that, and I, I don't have all the names of the different refrigerants down because it's, it's not something we look for. Um, with the older refrigerant that I know they, that they're running low in supplies, they're not allowed to make it anymore, they have to pull it out of um, recycled materials now. Um, how big a deal of it is that they have a unit that still use that? Is that something that they need to pay a lot of attention to? So, you know, the biggest uh, problem with HVAC systems 
is refrigerant leaks. Like okay. that's where it really you know kills the system. Sure. Um, the old refrigerant's called R22. So January 1st, 2010, the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency in the United States, outlawed on a federal level for the whole country mm. any more production of R22. Okay. And they did that because it was harmful for the ozone layer. And nowadays we're all trying to figure out how to help sure. Earth because that's one of the number one things that we're looking at for human extinction is mm. climate change. So, you know, that was a big concern for them and or they're always trying to make new refrigerants that are less harmful because refrigerant is always going to escape into the atmosphere one way or another, whether it's done by a human improperly charging a system, sure. you know, or somebody that goes to steal an AC unit and cuts the line and it goes out everywhere. Mm. Or just refrigerant leaks happen over time with AC units. So, you know, if you have an AC unit and it has R22, just that alone is not enough to say, mm -hmm. hey, we got a big problem here, we need to change this. No, it's not mm -hmm. a problem. Uh, if it starts to leak, it's a problem sure. because it's very expensive. Supply and demand, there's not a whole lot of supply left. It's dwindling every day because they can't make more. So, you know, when supply is low, then prices go up. That's just the way it works. So it is expensive, but it's also um, not good for the environment. So, you know, if an AC system will eventually at one point or another start to leak refrigerant, systems that were built 20 years ago uh, were more durable than today's systems being built. Kind of like TVs and water refrigerators, <laughs> water heaters, same thing, right? Now the focus is more on energy efficiency, not so much on durability and and long lasting, right? So, you know, a system 20 years ago, they I've seen ones go 25, 30 years where they won't leak, but I've also mm. seen ones that were very not well maintained and they'll leak at 15, 20 years. Mm. The big thing is just the leaks. That's it. If you yeah. have a system and it's leaking and it's R22, you're likely going to end up replacing that system because the cost of the refrigerant, the cost of locating the leak and repairing the leak combined will be thousands of dollars. And that's to fix a leak in a system at one point where there mm -hmm. are, it's like a mile of refrigerant lines between the outdoor and indoor unit running between them. So yeah, I mean, if, uh, if you have a client that has a system that runs an R22, don't, that's not a reason to panic, but if you mm -hmm. have a system that's leaking R22, yeah, I mean, you're kind of SOL. Uh, okay. Everything now runs on 410A. Okay. Um, and they're actually switching it again here in a few years uh, to another refrigerant that's even less harmful to okay. the environment. So. Yeah, you know, it, that, that's pretty much the answer there. Industry's if SR22 and it's working, yeah. good. If it's hitting that 20-year mark, yeah. I would definitely recommend start to budget for an HVAC system. Yeah. They are designed to last 15 to 20 years. If they're really, really, really well-maintained, yeah. filters being changed all the time, coils being cleaned often, right, then they'll last 25, 30 years, right? Yeah. More like 30 is pretty rare, but it does happen. Can, yeah. But once you hit that 20-year mark on those older systems, it's, probably it's like... I, I like if I'm buying a house and I see the system's 22 years old. Yeah. Me being an HVAC professional, I know for sure that thing's gonna get replaced here at any moment. It could be this summer, it could be this week, it could be a year from now, but it, it's going to need to be replaced. Okay. Um, newer systems on yeah. 410A, more efficient, quieter, things like that, but they do tend to last closer to that 15-year mark, especially if they're not maintained. I've seen systems die at 12 years. Compressor okay. dies, they bust refrigerant leaks, whatever, but. Um, yeah, you know, anything 20 years plus on an R22, definitely recommend like, hey, you're going to want to replace this thing sooner or later. It makes sense to budget. Like you see an older roof, hey, I'm not seeing any leaks right now, but it's something you want to make, you might want to plan for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's yeah. it's you got coming. A roof that's 30 years yeah. old. If it's and, not today, it's coming. Yeah, so, you know. Exactly. You know. Like it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of what? when. And, you know, take into account your current situation yeah. financially, current economic situation. Hey, is this a good time to make this purchase or should I wait? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, perfect. What else you got? Uh, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> um, about the, uh, so we have uh, a limited HVAC evaluation as a home inspector. There's certain things we do. Um, I check to make, uh, make sure systems are operating. It's basically um, kind of a, a minimal inspection. We check to see you have 15, 20 degree differential. Um, when it comes to the unit, there's insulation on the suction line. Uh, we're not allowed to really open up any units. Like if you have a package unit, we can't open them. So um, why is that? Um, we're considered non-intrusive. By who? Um, by the standards of 
home inspector organizations, I guess. Um, same thing, um, there's a lot, of, a lot of limitations and these are because we don't own the home. So if something were to get damaged, there's a lot of liability involved, things of that nature. You're just so, there to yeah. inspect, yeah. If I'm doing document. it for um, a homeowner, let's say a listing, I may be able to go further. But when I'm representing a buyer, we're on someone else's property. So there's things that, that we just don't do. Right. You know, right. so that, that's basically the reason. So uh, I'll tell you an interesting yeah. uh, situation that I see pretty often, um, or I did see in the past year, people buying houses because yeah. it was happening so much, um, where going back to the R22 conversation. Okay. So if you have an R22 leak, say you're a homeowner, your unit's 18 years old, it's old, you know you haven't really taken care of it, and now you're going to go to sell your house, right? Mm -hmm. Summer of 2022 was, you know, yeah. it was pretty good, but 2021, people were selling like crazy. So, it's middle of summer, it's July here in Sacramento, it's hot, you're pumping that AC, you're like, we're going to sell the house. You put it up for yeah. sale, then all of a sudden, the AC stops blowing cold air. Oh, yeah. It's blowing hot air. So, now you have an 18-year-old unit with R22 refrigerator and blowing hot air. You as a homeowner, you call out an HVAC tech. He comes out and he tells you, hey, you got an R22 refrigerant leak. He's going to give you two options. Here's your option for repair. Here's your option for replacement. Repair might be two, three, four grand, whatever. Yeah. Replacement might be 10, 11, 12, 13 grand. Okay? So those are your two options. Now, you know you're trying to sell the house. Yeah. So what do most people do? They're thinking, let's do the patch. Yeah, let's yeah. do the patch, yeah. right? Now, the problem with refrigerant leaks you know, most people think, oh, refrigerant leak, like just find where it's spraying out and close it up and you're good. Mm. Refrigerant leaks most of the time are microscopic. Okay. You can't see them with so their plain eye. It's it. not like you're going to look and you just see refrigerant spraying out everywhere. So you're looking the at leaks man are like yeah. minuscule, very small. You're looking at man hours to find it. Looking at man hours to find it. And the only way you can find it, well, there's a few different ways. You can take a leak detector, which is a handheld device, and literally go through the hundreds and hundreds of feet of refrigerant line, every single joint, yeah. and see if you get any action, which takes a very long time. Sure. If they're even all accessible, because sometimes the coils are in an attic and it's really small you and you can't, can't get, get to, to certain parts, right? Yeah. The other way is you gotta pump the refrigerant full of, or I'm sorry, pump the system full of refrigerant, then put in a dye, let the dye circulate, and then the dye will spray out where it's at come back and find the dye. Either way, it's expensive. Now, yeah. just to locate the leak is expensive, right? You might pay 1500 bucks, you might pay 2500 bucks to locate and refill the refrigerant. Yeah. So now you're the homeowner, you've paid 15, 2500 bucks to refill and locate the leak. And now the contractor says, hey, the leak is deep inside of your evaporator coil, which an evaporator coil, for anyone listening that doesn't know, is a big box that just has tons of refrigerant lines doing this zigzagging back and forth inside. Yeah. And if that leak is in the heart of that evaporator coil, the ability to actually fully open that box, and keep in mind these refrigerant lines, it's a closed system, so you can't just cut refrigerant lines out of your way, they gotta stay in yeah. place. To get in there, locate the leak with torches, and close that shut, sometimes, yeah. often, is impossible. So what do you do? You change the coil. So yeah. you change the whole box. Instead of getting in and finding it, you take the box out, you put the new coil, you put it in. So now you're $2,500 deep to locate the leak, charge it full of refrigerant, and now the contractor says, hey, to replace the coil is gonna be another 2,500 bucks. You're halfway to a new unit, right? if not more. But he's yeah. charged it full of refrigerant, yeah. so it's blowing cold now. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Contractor, how long is this thing gonna blow cold until all that refrigerant leaks out? Oh, it could be up to three months. Oh, perfect, our house is on the market and we got an offer. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, so shady. now, Home yeah. inspector yeah. comes in, and you guys don't know any different. It's not you, you don't know. It's You're doing your job. Yeah. You're turning on the AC. Yeah. Oh, I got a 17 degree split. You're good. Looking good. Yep. Looking good. Hey, it's 18 years old, but it's working. Yeah. Cool. Buyer buys the house. Seller's like, cha-ching. I'm out. I'm out. Yep. The rest of summer goes on. Right now, you're getting into August. Get into September. All of a sudden. Yeah. Hey, my AC's not working anymore. Yeah, what's going on? You know how many of those I've dealt with, I've gone out there and I say- Probably quite a few. So your yeah. unit's flat on the refrigerator. And they yeah. say, well, when I bought the house, the yeah. home inspector told me it was working fine. It was that and day. And I have to basically explain yeah. to them the whole story I just told yeah. you. Yeah. I saw that 
Oh my God, over 2021 summer, I can't even tell you how many times, 30, 40 times. I can imagine. It was a very, very common thing. And it sucks, but you know what? That's who we are as humans, human nature. You go in to sell the house and you're like, hey, if I could save an extra five, six, seven grand, pass this on to the next problem, and that refrigerant's leaking and harming the atmosphere, but I don't care because I want to save myself my 7K. Exactly. That's what most people do. So I know a lot of agents that when they book me as a home inspector, they obviously get a pest inspector because we're different. They have a sewer scope inspector to come uh, put a camera in the sewer. They have an HVAC company come and do an inspection. For that same reason, we can only go so far. And this is just part of their standard MO. That's just what they do. And it's a great idea. And I, I tell people the same thing. We're a screenshot of what happens today. You know, we, we can't tell you what's going to happen in the future. As I come through, we're giving you a... I like that, screenshot. Yeah, we're basically a screenshot of the valuation of what the condition of the home is the day I'm here. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, all, I, that's all I can it tell can you. It can be different tomorrow. It can be different because leaks happen at any time. There's, mm-hmm. um, you know, things get damaged during a home inspection mm-hmm. sometimes. We have to check things like the auto reverse on a main garage door. If I put my hand out there and it hits my hand and something breaks... That's normal evaluation. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything out of the ordinary. We got to make sure that's safe if it hits their kid, their dog, their car. It's like, yeah. it's kind of, those were the conditions today. Or if it worked that day and it doesn't tomorrow, if there was no leaks when I came, but the next day there was, that, yeah. it happens, you know? Yeah. But that's another reason for pictures and videos. I got pictures of all the water sources. I got videos. I have infrared pictures showing the exact condition of the day I was there. You know, there. we're going to get to the point where contractors that go into houses have to wear, yeah, a body body cam GoPro, you know? Some do. Yeah. yeah I part, believe it yeah. because, <laughs> yeah. man, I, or, you know, okay, that situation I just told you, yeah. say they pump it full of refrigerant, they don't, they don't fix the leak, yeah. everything is working, they sell the house, next guy comes in and buys it, yeah. And we did the inspection because just like you guys, we have home inspectors that hire us to say, hey, yeah. or real estate agents sure. that hire us and say, hey, yeah. can you guys come in and do a thorough inspection on the HVAC system itself? If there's a refrigerant leak present, yeah. but somebody recently came in in front of us and charged a full refrigerant, there's no way for us to know. Yeah. We don't just see like, oh, yeah, there was a refrigerant leak. No, we yeah. hook up our refrigerant gauges. Mm-hmm. We look at the pressures. We say, hey, everything's good you're good. Yeah. Not knowing to us that there was a leak and the homeowner actually had somebody come in before we were there and pump it full of refrigerant, then call us for an inspection so that we could write off the okay. Yeah. Now a month goes by, two months goes by, AC dies, homeowner's calling us. Sure. Hey, you guys did an inspection on my AC two months ago yeah. and now it's broken. Well, these are my readings. This is. And I, yeah. I like the snapshot thing because they yeah. say, you know what, it's a snapshot. Yeah, that day we were there, yeah. we have the pictures, we have the video, we have the proof to back up in our report and show you that, hey, that all of this was working. Yeah. Just because it's not working a week later, a month later, 60 days later, well, yeah. things happen. Yeah. And sometimes it is that there was a leak and it didn't get fixed before we were there. Then the question always comes up, well, why didn't you guys find the leaks? And well, it, that's not how it works. You don't yeah. just see refrigerant yeah. leaks. Refrigerant evaporates. The moment it hits the air, it's it There's no way. It's like that, a bake, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like it's gone. Um, but anyway, yeah, so kind of interesting yeah. stuff. That makes sense. We, we find the same thing where um, people are getting their house prepped to sell and uh, they'll come through and they'll caulk all the dry rot. No. So the pest inspector go. comes through and he shoves a stick right through it. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? I, I just fixed that. Yeah. Eh, it's not really fixed. Uh. You just painted over the problem, you know? Yeah. So you get a lot of like, you know, and they, they may not necessarily think they're trying to hide something. They're just, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sprucing no, it up. this doesn't look good. Let me make it look Let better. me spruce it up. Yeah. yeah, so they just don't know the difference. Right, you know, so. right, right. Yeah, but. that's interesting. And so buying a house, I mean, it's a stressful, stressful thing buying a I mean, yeah. it's a big investment. For most yeah. people, it's the biggest purchase they'll ever make in Definitely. their entire home. Yeah. And you got to be the guy that comes yeah. in and says, hey, you're yeah. safe to buy this four hundred thousand dollar house exactly you're good I mean, yeah that's a you know it's yeah. a big burden but a lot of risk there's, there's a lot of liability a lot of risk there's mm-hmm. but um i feel i can help people out like i i enjoy doing it. i enjoy helping people so if i can get in there sometimes i take a little longer than other people yeah but there's there's stuff to it's find good. there's different reasons why and no one seems to mind when they get the report yeah. <laughs> you know uh, you know? i'd feel comfortable having a home inspector that took longer than everybody else. yeah no one worries about take it take your you know? time yeah that's yeah. what they're telling me they're like hey i have to i have to double check to make sure this is actually a problem and i 
coming from construction, I, I mean, we don't, we're not really supposed to troubleshoot. I always troubleshoot a little bit. I mean, just so I, it could be something stupid, right? I come to an outlet that doesn't have power. Maybe it's wired to a GFCI somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'll go see if anything needs to be reset or, you know, just, we right. can't go too far, but I can go further than the standard just right. to make sure I'm not writing something stupid up. You know, your electrician comes out, they hit a button and come in and go, oh, that dumb inspector told me that outlet's not working. Right. You know, so right. it just, it saves people, especially in a real estate real estate transaction times of the essence. So if I can do a little thing like that and make it easier for the transaction to go for both parties, great. Right. You know? Great. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is this has been great, man. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the education about the refrigerant and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. I look forward to coming out. When am I coming out there to talk? It's uh, Oh, um I have it in my phone. It's gonna be like January seventeenth or and something. And it's at like a that. restaurant? Yeah, Mimi's in Elk Grove. We yeah. generally get the back room. How many people do you think it's gonna be? So the last one was maybe about fifteen to eighteen. Oh, okay. So a small group. Pretty much yeah. all new inspectors. Oh, okay. So they're either have just started an inspection company, have been for a couple months, they're going for their, they're just getting their education. Okay. So we just want to get different trades out there to be like, hey, this is kind of what we do. Or, oh, that's you great. Know, and, if, and they need to know that they need to recommend further evaluation by people who can go further than we can. Because a lot of people come in and think we're the be all end all, and that's not why we're there. Right. So we get to help kind of curb some of that in the new inspectors so they don't get the God syndrome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, you're here to perform a service. These other people know way more than we do. We have to know enough to know when to call them in. Right, you know? right, right. So. That's a, that's important. Yeah. And are you the one that's putting that event on or is it the group and you're just, are you helping I'm, with it? I'm not. I've just started helping with it. Um, I, um, like I said, Cavs, things are slowing down. I'm reaching out to more of the organization. Uh, a couple of uh, uh, inspectors in the area, one of them lives in Newcastle, one of them lives in Elk Grove. Yeah. Um, they're kind of the two main guys for it, and I just kind of started coming on with them. Cool. So in our last meeting, we talked and said, hey, we, you've been in the industry um, for 10 years. Do you have any you know, people you work with? I said, well, I know Attic, man. They'll be they may be interested in coming out to talk. And they have an electrician coming out to talk to the class and stuff like that. So cool. um, right now I'm working and becoming more of a part of it with them um, because I, one, of the, one of the guys, I don't really want this in there, but one of the guys hasn't been an inspector as long as I have. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and he was asking me some stuff. So it's like, oh, maybe I can get in and help them kind of run some of the stuff. And yeah. I don't want to take over it, but I'd like to be more of a, I'm going it to be more of an asset to some of the new people as opposed to like, you know, I've written my narratives. I've been, I've been doing it for a long time now. So yeah. it's, you know, but yeah, I, that's great. I want to be helpful to the new people and offer ride alongs to where you can come with me, kind of see how I do it and see where the differences are. Right. Right? Because um, we have what our SOP, which is the standard of practice. And um, it is dangerous to go beyond that, but you need to know when you should go beyond it because um, God forbid you get into a situation where you have to go to court, right? Um, if you're following a standard of practice and you're doing everything you're supposed to do, you have that to back you up. And if you go too far in one area, well, now you're showing a precedent that you're going well beyond this. So if you went beyond it here, what, why wouldn't we think you're going to go beyond it in this area? Right. So that's kind of why it's important to have a standard that the client knows that you're, you're following. But also the little things you can go kind of beyond to, that aren't being intrusive. Hmm. You know? So there's, there, there's a line there. Right. You know? right. It makes sense. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it. It's going to be a lot Yeah, definitely. Fun. That'll be yeah. great. So Cool. All right. Pleasure, man. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. All right. All right.